Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Making you look, listen, and understand very clearly in all honesty now. It's Wednesday, April 8th, 2009. This is No Agenda. Up past my school night bedtime in the Crackpot Command Center, burrowed in the southwest quadrant of Gitmo Nation East. I'm Adam Curry. And from the middle of nowhere, the Pacific Northwest, Gitmo Nation Northwest, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Hey, hey. Did that work? Yeah, that worked out fun. That was quite nice. Of course, the people who are listening to the podcast missed the excellent information that you're uh, up in the uh, in the Washington uh, region, and your wife is walking around naked. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so there wasn't much more info than that. I Listeners, I tried to get uh, some info out, but he wouldn't tell me. He wanted me to turn on the webcam. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? After after Leo's been bitching so much about you getting the webcam, that's what you should do. So just turn the webcam on. Just have Mimi standing there naked. Yeah. So, uh, I, <laughs> Dick, I actually have a uh, uh, a, a Stickam account, and uh, I don't use it much anymore. But I, when it first came out, because there's all these you know people using webcams and they're looking at each other and chatting and all the rest of it, yeah. and I had mine focused compl- just just twenty four seven on a uh, on the uh, the sock puppet, <sighs> that one that they gave away for pets dot com. Yeah. Nice. And then I'd move it once in a while, kind of like the puppet that was used in that Star Trek where they had the, the one evil guy and they used and they just, his head just kind of moved back and forth. <laughs> but, but you see, at the, at the end of the day, webcams, that whole development, it's, it's really all about cyber sex, uh, whether it's being paid for or not. And that, that's the marketplace. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's not the case. So you have to wonder why people have all these cameras. <laughs> you come to my place. <laughs> it's stacked. Really? Well, of course. I, I mean, in the command centers where I do Mevio today, I've got webcams oh, all over right. the yeah, place. You have yeah. real cameras. Those yeah. aren't webcams. I got a. I got a. I can. You know, I can even do a a webcam chat with a green screen. I guess if I wanted to. Hmm. New marketing and money making possibilities crop up at every instance. So have you? Uh, you know, there's. No, I was thinking about this the other day. We, I wonder what, we, what kind of money we could get if we did weddings. <laughs> if we just so, what does our show consist of? Hi, everybody. <laughs> wait a minute. It's like, wait a minute. Let me spark up. I'm all ready. All right, John. Okay, we can talk now. And we just sit there with two cups of tea and talk. I don't know. Don't you think it's you know it's a money making scheme? So let me let's before we start talking about these topics, let me talk about a couple of. Uh, well, first of all, let, let, let me just mention that we're um, this is a, a different time for us. I'm leaving for a quick holiday tomorrow. Uh, John is uh, up uh, in Gitmo Northwest for Pacific Northwest, Pacific yes. Northwest for um, uh, for I presume for the Easter festivities. Yeah, and well, uh, yeah. so it's uh, it's Wednesday night here. It is eleven oh four p.m. and for you, it's uh, what. Uh, Looks like three oh four. Three oh four. Right. I'm baked. Okay. Now get on with your. Uh... You don't sound baked, dude. <laughs> dude, it's eleven oh four. It's four twenty somewhere. I think you you still don't. I mean, I think you must just be baked all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Just, just a little bit more now than than normal. So uh, what's in the news uh, over there? No, no, you, you were going to mention something. You you. No, you were I, you know, start I decided something I'm looking at what I'm going to mention. I think I'm going to push it off and mention it a little later. 
But we have a, a new donor uh, that is uh, that very generous, and I've decided to to add a new twist to our uh, whole scheme. Okay. Uh, I believe that the two of us, and I don't see any reason we can't do this. And I've looked into this before, by the way. I've done some research, and uh, I think we should start to bestow knighthoods. Oh, a good one, a- an honorary title. Yes, anyone who gives a thousand dollars or more to the uh, fund becomes a knight of the No Agenda Armory. Yes, very nice. Actually, that's not a good. T- see, that's this is what I wanted to talk about. To you about, I'm already there. Dude. I'm so there. What, no, not not the sales pitch because oh. I knew that you buy it. <laughs> okay, right. It's the it's the details. Okay. In other words, would it be the Knights of the No Agenda Armory? Would it be the or the Order of the Buzzkill in the Crackpot? Or would it be what you know? We need to give it a a certain. Uh, it has to have a cachet, like right. the OBE. Right. You know the right. Order of the British Empire. Yes. And all the other the order of the bath, and the, they have a whole slew of different ones that they give up, give away. Well, maybe maybe, maybe we have a roundtable. We have knights of the no agenda roundtable, perhaps. Nah, that sounds kind of. No, that's no good. I like not, what you just said earlier, though. What was it again? It was uh, the. Uh, the <laughs> this is this is what happened. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Knights of the, uh, <laughs> of the no agenda. The, knights of the no agenda yeah. armory. There you go. Yeah, knights of the no agenda armory. That sounds like a like a knighthood kind of a thing. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you're a part of something special, something that's changing the world in insignificant ways. We'll probably be investigated, <laughs> but I don't I think we can handle it. Okay, I like that. I think we should totally go for it. Yeah, no, so what I'm going to do is that we only have two nights so far, and uh, we, what we'll, I'll have a, a kind of a, a, a interim. Well, we have to have, we have to have a ceremony. We have to have some kind of ceremony and a certificate. We need, yeah, we need some sort of ceremony. I've got an interim certificate just to, as a holding place, but I've decided that what we really want to do is have a big, a really huge certificate that is more than a certificate but something actually designed by a professional uh that look that is essentially a work of art mm. that would have the names of the knights uh, put in a uh, with calligraphy by a professional and that then it would be it would be something that would almost be impossible not to frame right so, so you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah of course It'd be of a course. gorgeous piece and about the size of like I'm looking at a, a cardboard uh, piece right here. Can we perhaps uh, uh, add a um, some flatware to that? A nice knife set. A set of knives. <laughs> a set of knives. <laughs> this would be great. I'm thinking of a T-shirt that said <laughs> "Sir" on it. But I think that's maybe a good idea. Well, we can do both. <laughs> it's not knives. mutually exclusive. I think some flatware with your with your uh, diploma with your your knighthood title there. Yeah, that's a good idea. And it's all we have a site too. We, did you um, talk to those guys about making it pretty for us? No, not yet. I'm going to try to get okay. to them probably tomorrow. All right. Oh, that's funny. I like it. So yeah, no, the, the, I like this. The, I like the, uh, the 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 set of knives or even dishes. <laughs> no, no, let's just keep it simple. Let's keep it with flatware. Okay. It's always handy. Like, I know a couple of good places in China that do custom. Well, okay, China. well, so so we could combine it. You could have instead but of a certificate, to... you have a, a a nice bone Chinese bone china plate with your uh uh your knighthood on it. How's that? Mm, I like the certificate and the the plate perhaps. <laughs> and the flatware. But, <laughs> 
the flatware, but we need to find, we, now we need to find a, if you want to do the flatware, we need to find a source. Okay. In other words, some place that would do this. I don't know who makes flatware anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, China, yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. China. <laughs> probably. Okay, so, well, we'll work on it. But anyway, we do, I think this is going to be the, what we're going to be doing. Good idea. That's a good idea. So um, have we congratulated both our knights? And we, of course, we have to uh, uh, bestow them with their honors later when we have all our shit together. Yeah, well, we'll uh, yeah, we have to bestow it later. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I will mention the one uh, knight that uh, just joined, uh, Harry Selwood. And he gave us a very odd amount of money, which I wanted to, because uh, we've been getting a lot of really weird contributions. Uh, $19.32. I, don't, I, I couldn't oh, figure oh, that oh, one oh, out. Oh, no, of course. That's the Federal Reserve Act, 1932. Oh, <laughs> damn. Okay, <laughs> yeah, beat me on that. Yes, Curry in Quadrant uh, 4, Southwest London. A lot of $6.60. A buck, somebody sent a buck something. Who, who did but the 1932? Anyway. Do you know that? I have to get it. I, I, I can't get on my PayPal account. This is what I was complaining about a minute ago, and that's yeah. where his name is. It's the easiest yeah. way to get the names, and that's why I'm kind of screwed here. But I did want to mention uh, Paul Pepper, who we forgot to mention when we were doing our rundown of people who gave $50. So Paul Pepper. Martin, Thank you very much, Paul. Martinsburg, West Virginia. Um, but the, our new knight is Harry Selwood. And his uh, contribution was thirteen hundred and thirty-two dollars. Holy crap! That is definitely worth it. In the morning. Now, how much was it again? Thirteen thirty-two. Thirteen thirty-two. I have the. I know the significance. Do you? Thirteen thirty-two. No, no, I can't say as I do. No. <laughs> what is it? Each of us gets 666. Oh, fantastic. Oh, what a good one. Oh, man. Oh, that's, how did you figure that one out? Uh, he actually told me. <laughs> he sent an email explaining it. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have figured it out either. All right. Hey, let's get into a little bit of news, John. Because I know that yeah, uh, you typically, if you didn't do any work, so I, I got a couple things. No, everything I brought up before the show, and anyone who was listening in earlier would know that I have a, like a whole pile of stuff. But you apparently have it too, oh, so. You're such a dick. <laughs> the fact I did use it, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> pirates. All right. Yeah, now screw the pirates. I got, I got something better than pirates. Pirates. That's my mainstream news. No, no, no. This, so this horrible earthquake in Italy, yeah, um, which was like 60 miles east of Rome. So a couple of weeks before this disaster, there was a scientist in, uh, around L'Aquila. And he was uh, convinced, because you know, he was doing seismologic measurements, he was convinced that an earthquake was coming. So he starts telling everybody, he starts going around the town with a megaphone strapped to his car saying, you know, you've got to evacuate. There's an earthquake coming. And the mayor shut him down, you know, made him take all of his findings off the Internet, uh, told everybody, you know, there's nothing. <laughs> actually, told everybody. Look over here. Nothing to see here. Look at that. And, uh, and, and completely shut him down for causing unnecessary alarm, and no one would believe him. It was, it's the old man who cried wolf. Yes, we actually blogged that on the Dvorak.org 
slash blog site with an, with an, with an addendum, which we I, I'll read to you. Which oh, please actually do, make yes. the story deeper. Uh, this was blogged by McCullough, who's one of our uh, editors. This story reminds me of Jim Berkland, the California geologist who predicted in the newspapers the 1989 quake in San Francisco one day prior to the event. He was suspended from his position and told not to make any more predictions. He resigned. Wow. So, this, so these guys are out there. Well, of course, but it's, it's, it's amazing that they get shut down so easily. Yeah, what's the point? Does anybody ever apologize to these guys for being right? Gee, I doubt it. Well, uh, right. the big That's story um, that everyone's talking about, which I'm just going to, I'm pretty much convinced that this is disinformation. This, uh, the pirates? No, the, uh, the cyber spies penetrating the U.S. electrical grid. I'm, I'm convinced of the same thing. It doesn't make it. I think the thing is a fake, uh, fake story. Well, it's, or, it, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a fake story, but I've been looking around, you know, because I'm Wall Street Journal reports on it. And there's all these quotes. I'm like, well, where are these quotes coming from? You know, who, who stood up and said, hey, hey, I got some news over here. You know, we got some cyber spies uh, shutting down the grid. And I'm like, who did that? And apparently there's an the organization responsible for the. Security of the grids is the NERC, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. It's the NERCs. The NERCs are coming, man. And so this whole story stems from a letter they sent to the industry stakeholders. Basically, it's like, hey, Send more stimulus money over here. That's what the entire thing is about. Yeah, you know, it says, well, yeah, you know, it's, shit can happen, whatever. But it's it's not such an alarming note as as you know the way it's being published in headlines. And it's it's, it's you know it's a total plant. It's like get ready, bend over. Here comes the smart grid. Ooh, we need it. Cybersecurity. Woo. Yeah, no, it's definitely about the smart grid. And it, here's the thing that gets me. <clears throat> If the if the grid that we have, the dumb grid, I guess, is already penetrated, <clears throat> and it's it seems to me to be kind of a mechanical old fashioned. Yeah, I mean, isn't it like that, switches you know, and capacitors and uh, and big yeah, coils? Big, you know, things. <laughs> a guy goes out there and he throws a big switch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, grid's on. Uh, it seems to me that doing a, the smart grid that they keep describing it. it it looks to me to be a perfect target for uh, for pranksters. Yeah, for the, smart, the smart grid would be exactly what you want. I agree. Imagine, so I'm, imagine, I'm not, imagine a virus getting out on the smart grid. Ugh. Yeah, the whole thing gets shut down. Yeah. Well, that's where it's headed. I'm seeing more and more news stories crop up on the news feeds from all the big computer companies that are just going crazy, you know, because they're trying to get in on this. Well, yeah, and, and this goes back to our conversation about um, was it were we talking about Symantec? You know, these are right. the guys, these are the guys that are doing the uh, the security for for the for the feds. They're doing our security too. I mean, if it's not working for the feds, and by the way, how can how I mean, just disconnect that shit. Don't don't connect it to the internet. <laughs> you know, it does, it, there's no need for it to be connected to the internet. When they made this grid, was it connected to the internet? No. You know, so what are they getting into? It doesn't. It just doesn't seem. I don't want to trivialize it, but outside of 
human engineering, the actual technical lockdown doesn't seem like such a big deal. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, back to the pirates. My wife wants me to talk about the pirates. This is the first American. I think this thing was a setup, by the way. First Hmm. American flagship ever grabbed. Navy was 320 miles away. It's a mercy ship full of supplies and hospital supplies for, you know. Bound for where? Uh, where was it bound for? It goes around the coast of Africa. Right, so, so it's uh, near Somalia. Is this where this happened again? Bring me, me yeah, in. Of course. Bring that naked. Bring that beautiful naked body over to the microphone. Here, tell say what the story's about. You have to come closer. Hey, Mimi. Mimi. Put the headphones on. Mimi. Hello. Hey, Mimi. How are you? I'm alive. Can you hear so, me? Um, well, wait a minute, Mimi. Mimi, just... hold on a second. What are you wearing? Okay. Are, are you really naked? Um, kinda. Do you, ha- do you have your hair down? Under my clothes. <laughs> oh, why do you ruin it for me? <laughs> All right, what's up with the pirates? This, this, so, how can you be so interested? This- You're such an intelligent woman. How can you be interested in this drivel? <laughs> I'm just an avid news reader. No, it, it's the first merchant American flag merchant ship that's been captured by or. That oh, and now we care all of a sudden when it's other shitheads we don't care. Then it's like, oh, good. Yeah. Well, no, but now, but now that it's someone who's related to Amy Winehouse, we care. Well, I think the more important part of it is the ships that are in the open seas now all have a GPS system. Yes, and, and evidently these the the pirates after getting their forty million dollars last time or twenty million whatever <laughs> they, they bu- got they bought them one of those GPSs. They can now find them. So what they're doing is they're they've got little flotillas, and these guys were like 320 miles offshore. Yeah, but what, who, who, do you, who do you think these pirates are? What do you think they're doing they're, this for? These these are these people are desperate. They're desperate Somalis who have been. They're, they're not they're, desperate. They're they're living in a totally. Uh, they're desperate Somalis who have no future. Their seas have been fished empty by us, and the, their <laughs> lands have been completely raped. And, and they all they have all they no got left government. To, they have no and government, and they got cool ass gear. I mean, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. I think the merchant ships need to get armed, honestly, because we don't have them armed yet. There's a bunch of different things they could do, like wire how, up. How about, how about how about we stop taking those people's livelihood away? And do what? Teach them stop. how to plant potatoes? They know how to plant potato, potatoes. They know how to fish, except we fished it all away from them. That's what it is. Why don't we, and why don't we stop dumping toxic waste well, in their waters? Are we doing that? Hell yeah. Really? We get American news. We don't get that part. We only get the American side of it. Well, this will make you feel comfortable then. In the morning. Exactly. So now you feel like you're on an American news show. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Mimi, for calling in. Really enjoyed it. All right. Hey. Jeez. Got a show to do here. Don't ever do that again, man. My wife has to go pick up our daughter. Too bad. Finally, I had a conversation going. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, that's fascinating. I'm sure everybody was just really geared up for that. <laughs> All right. She sounds lovely. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. But you're really okay. short with me tonight. What's wrong? No, no, nothing. Are you angry? Nothing. Did I do something wrong? Did I say something no, wrong? No, no. I'm just looking for some good news here to talk about. Well, I got all kinds of news, but, it, you know, you, oh, we blocked that. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. All right, go. Uh, Obama... Um, 
<laughs> just just to pull a, a, an old one out of the hat. A rabbit out of a that hat. A rabbit out of the hat. Uh, I found this on Salon. I loved it. He met up with uh, Saudi King Abdullah during the G20 summit, and there's video of their meeting, and Obama bows to him, which, which is, uh, of course, an international protocol mishap. What, 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 is the, what is the protocol? Well, if you bow to someone else regardless, that means you're subservient to them. Yeah. So he, and he's not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, I mean, not just like a little head nod, but like all the way down, you know, down to the guy's groin almost. You know, let me just take a look at it. You see huh. how, how far down. I, I don't even think there's any audio. Uh, yeah, yeah. So is everybody all worked up about this over there? Because I didn't even know this happened. Do you know anything about Obama bowing to the Saudi guy? I think it's a scandal. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's worth mentioning. <laughs> At least uh, by Obama, what? Hey, John. An Obama burger place got got a cease and desist. Oh, please, you get her out of the room. <laughs> She's supposed to have left by now. It's five minutes ago. <laughs> get her out of the room. It's horrible. <sighs> Michelle Hug the Queen. We got that story last week. Get out of here. So, uh, anyway. Well, that's a scandal. That's no good. He's, he's not supposed to be doing that. He's supposed to be the top dog. We, uh, we inf yes. We influenced uh, a story about the bird flu mix up with the, with the viral vaccine. One of our listeners in the Netherlands told a buddy of his who writes for uh, Science Magazine. Which I think is a salon property somehow. No, no, it's not. Who owns this? Anyway, it's called the the title is Company Mum on Details of Flu Virus Mishap. So uh, this. Uh, oh, here we go. This, yeah, this, I, I just you know people have criticized us for harping on the story. I'm. I can't get enough this. of it. It, it. it freaks me out. Not only that, but the story keeps getting weirder, and everybody says, "Well, you know, it's just an accident." How does an accident like this happen? <laughs> Well, no, no, what they're actually saying is... Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, so if you want to read the... Um, uh, I think it's a Dutch guy, actually, who wrote it. Uh, it's in English. It'll be in the show notes at uh, noagenda.mevio.com. Uh, but even in this article, it says, you know, just a few press stories have emerged, and that's about it. No one seems to be interested. Stock is through the roof, though, that's for sure. <laughs> Com companies doing just beautifully, not a problem. Yeah, you'd think that a company just just one of those things where I talk to Andrew Horowitz about this every once in a while. But you don't. What good is inside information? It would you know because people oh they always bust people for inside information. But it seems to me that you'd never know what's going to happen with inside information. So let's say for example we knew about this scandal about the virus. I, I would think I the stock, the stock was going to go down. I would say, well, shit, this is a good opportunity to sell the stock. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but everyone, everyone who's in on the game understands. It's like, oh, these guys are getting away with it. Buy, buy. Hi, uh, we recommend Baxter International. Yeah, we think it's a growth stock. They've got a great pipeline of this bird flu uh, vaccine. Yeah, we think, and they've got the contracts in place with the United Kingdom and with the U.S. government, several billion dollars. It's right there in their annual report. Right, yeah. and they're trying to plant the bird flu in the, the public domain. <laughs> and the public accepts it. So there you go. I mean, that is a buy recommendation. There's just no two ways about it. In fact, mm. I, I, if someone came on CNBC and just said that story, I, I don't think anyone would bat an eye. Maybe we could call Kramer. Maybe he could do a story. Yeah. About Baxter. In honk, the, honk. Uh, 
In the UK, Gitmo Nation East, everyone ages between 40 and 74. So this will include me and, well, you're not in the UK, so it doesn't matter anyway that you wouldn't be called. Uh, but they'll be called into their practitioner for a fat test and subsequently <laughs> subscribed weight management and exercise. And what I love about this is, and so this is nationalized healthcare. So you and you will have to do it. If you don't, then you, you know you you can get your healthcare have to rubber stamp your pass. I mean, what do they do? I mean, how are they going to know? Do they get everybody listed and they come knocking at the door? Do you know that uh, they invested? I think it's five billion pounds in computerizing the national healthcare system, which is exactly what is now. Uh, taking place in uh, in the United, but everywhere really around Gitmo Nation, all, all governments are doing it now, and uh, it, it's been a fiasco. Obviously, besides the fact that they're losing data left and right, the shit still doesn't work. But you know, they do have the database, and they do have ways to access it. So, absolutely. Okay, so here's the deal. Wait, the, the, I'm going to I'm going I'm I'm right in the middle of the story. I'm going to defend this this whole idea. It's going to save the government and a ton of money if they can get people to be less fat. That's the reason they're doing it. That's the only possibility. Well, I think there's there's one other possibility, which is the story that uh, came out. Maybe let me see if it was the same day. In uh, yeah, so uh, and in the so in the Telegraph, yes. So I ha- I didn't see the paper version, but maybe in the same newspaper. Wouldn't surprise me if it's on the same page. So 8.59 a.m., April 7th, this story came out, which I just mentioned. Then at 11.47 a.m. on April the 7th, hyperactivity drug could help solve Britain's obesity crisis. Oh, <laughs> problem, solution. There oh. you go. And and, oh. and it turns out it's Ritalin, marketing Ritalin, <laughs> Ritalin is just perfect. Ritalin can help you lose weight. And it's like they no, set it up. It's, it's like a, a one, two. Oh, yeah. Here, play it. <laughs> to see here. So you have to agree with me. There's more than one reason that that, that, that that could be taking place. Well, you know, you think they would, you know, I think that the media is remiss because the timing on these things is just a little too tight nowadays. I mean, that please. <laughs> Let's let the thing slide a little bit while people are like rationalizing while we're doing this, and then we'll let them know about the other thing later. About the drugs? But no, they just run them right after one after the other. Nobody's gonna notice. <laughs> so the big story here. <coughs> Excuse me. You're oh. dying there. Yeah, bakage. Uh, the big story here is you. Of course, we had a, a protester die during the uh, G20. Right. And uh, have you seen the footage yet of this? Uh, no, uh, we had, I, think, I think somebody may have blogged it. I haven't looked at it, though. Um, I Actually, I, I would like you to... Uh, you got the big pipe there anyway, so I'd, I'd actually like you to take a look at it. So this Ian... Um, poor guy. Can you send me a link? Yes, I am. Ian Tomlinson uh, is the gentleman who died. And um, and so there's this is amateur footage, which, of course, is... And first of all, it's great quality, which is fantastic. But it also has showed up all over the news... So what the uh, what the cops said is, well, you know, he fell down in the struggle, and then we couldn't get to him. Uh, protesters were prohibiting us from uh, getting medical attention to him. But the video, of course, shows something completely different. You see the guy literally walking with his hands in his pockets away from the police. They first they stick a dog on in, on him, then they hit him in the back of the knees, and then another cop rushes him from behind while he has his hands in his pockets. The guy falls forward. You can't quite see if he hits his head or not, but he actually he was actually sitting up. No one's around him. He's talking to the police, 
He gets up, he walks away, and a minute later he falls down dead, which I guess something burst in his head or whatever. I mean, it, it was it was yeah, a, I'm a, watching a do- it now. domino effect. Him. See, I mean, but look at that. It, it appears, and of course, this is out of context. We don't even have audio. It appears this is unprovoked. But what's certainly not true is that even though the police reported that they could not get him medical attention because the protesters were prohibiting that for uh, medical attention to be, to come to him, that's just not, it's a lie. No, there's no hardly anybody around him. But, and there's a whole clear street right behind him and it looks like there's an ambulance there. And Did you see that? Yes, right behind the, uh, right behind the cops. Right behind the police. There's yep. an ambulance right there. Why don't they yeah. just call him over? Yeah. No, they didn't. And would you agree with me that that looked pretty fucking aggressive? Well, there he is again, walking off. Watch, watch, watch how the cop rushes him. It's freaky. So now, what did the what did the police report say? So the police report said, well, you know, uh, yeah, he he was a part of a struggle, but then other protesters. What struggle? The guy's got his hands in his pocket, walking away. Yeah, yeah, the, the cop comes they're up lying from behind him and blasts him. Yeah, they're like lying a, like a football player would. Yeah, total run, like a quarterback sack. Only this quarterback had his hands in his pockets. But I it looks, it looks just like it. Just in time when he fell. So yeah, he but he, he might have smacked his head. Well, I mean, whatever. It was the domino effect that set something off and the guy dies. I mean, that just happened to uh, the actress Richardson. You know, yeah. It could be a similar... Who knows? His brain could be swelling. You don't know what happened. But if the if the cops are going to lie about this shit, you know, then you, you, there you go. You just can't trust them. Can't trust them. Your government does not love you. Pretty heavy, huh? huh? Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, I can't believe these guys. One of these days, the police are going to have to realize that there are cameras everywhere and the walls have ears. I mean, well, this, you know, this, is, this, is, why it's, this, this is why it's illegal uh, to film was the police. Fired? Did they fire these cops immediately for, no. for filing a false report? No, 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 no. Now the turmoil has just burst. So this is this is only now just taking place. Oh, no, no, no. This will this will take a little while. Uh, but someone will have to account. Someone will be thrown uh, under the bus, I'm sure. Yeah, probably some guy they wanted to get rid of it and it had nothing to do with it. Yeah, isn't it always that way? Or they'll find the guy who did the filming and arrest him. Yeah. Which is the thing that's going on. It seems to be going on everywhere. All right, so what other uh, light news do you have for us here? <laughs> oh, light news. Hold on a second. <laughs> hey, by the way, you know, I think people should, you know, especially the American audience, we should familiarize our audience with the various, you know, there's a lot of newspapers in uh, London and in England in general. And, uh, and they all have personalities and we bring them up. Like, as you mentioned specifically, I think the independent or the telegraph, one of the two just about this story. Mm -hmm. And I think we should do a rundown of the various papers. And since you're seeing them all the time, you actually know their basic, uh, they they each have a mentality. Yes. uh, Unlike American. They they, they have uh, an agenda. They have an agenda and they have a personality. And uh, let's go over them for our audience right now, mm. beginning with the Times. I, I, okay, the Times, well, you, 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 hopefully I can just add some color. I mean, you're going to have to be the real detail guy on this. Well, the Times has always it traditionally has been the paper, kind of the paper of record, the most objective, the uh, probably uh, – they try to be as apolitical as possible. Oh, please. They, what are you talking about? They're they try not to apolitical. Be as, they should be. They, <laughs> they try to be a, Let me just give you. You can tell me where I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not getting wrong. papers on a daily basis. You're wrong. Next, let me finish. Next paper. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. 
<laughs> Number, well, then there's the Sunday Times, which is actually a different operation. But they're kind of connected. They're owned by the same guy. John, so, let me just cut to the chase. Let me go to the next one. They the all suck. They all <laughs> suck. And, 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 look, listen. I was a let me be clear. Fan. No, here it is. My wife is a very typical news consumer. Okay? And we all know what that means. It's part of the reason I do this show. And she adores the Daily Mirror. And if you open uh. the Daily Mirror, I, I guarantee you, you will not find a single topic we have just discussed until page 29. Right. It's all real news. It's all real news. Sometimes I'll, I'll bring a lot. But you know, anything that the Daily Express, no good. The Sun, no good. That's, that's, uh, although I love it because it's aliens and UFOs. There is only one newspaper, John, and that is the Financial Times. That is the only newspaper that is somewhat decent in providing actual fact. When I'm on the plane and given a choice of all these papers, I like to read either the Independent or the Telegraph. Do they have Hello? those? Do they have those for free in uh, tourist class? If you're flying to England or flying to Europe, <laughs> that little Y stamp on your ticket there. Do they do they give those out for free? <laughs> <laughs> I my, I only get I don't even get the Y. I get the. Whatever that other weird thing is, M, you know, some, some M. Weird you know, you, don't you get A A A A? Something like or, that. Or no, S S S S. That's it. That's when you get the four stars. That means security is going to nab you. Yeah, usually. Oh, speaking of which, I do have something uh, about. We're we not going to go to the rundown of the papers because you just think they all suck. Yeah, they all suck. Well, well I mean, I'm, right. I'm happy to listen I'm just to telling you. everybody that they're all a little different. They all have personalities. They got a lot of them have some great columnists. Um, I like I said though, I like the independent the best. I wonder if our audience cares. Oh, I guess they don't because you sure don't. You just think that your sun rises and sets on the Financial Times. Yeah, it pretty much does. If if you want if you want some actual fact, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, I'm not an op-ed reader guy. I'm not a col- I don't really columnist. Yeah. I've never been, I've never been, maybe I'm too young. I've just never really been into that. Hmm. You know, I read certain blogs. You know, th- those are the columns that I'm interested in. And, and today I'm even like certain people who are tweeting, I'd, I'd rather read than a newspaper. Okay. Well, it, it, you're not part, I mean, it's, obviously you're not the only guy thinking that way. That's well, why these papers well, well, are all well, failing left. Right now the Boston Globe is going to be closed. Well, let's explore that for a second because this is kind of an inter- interesting point. Um, when I'm thinking newspaper, I'm, and, and of course the, the name says it newspaper. I'm like, okay, the news is going to be in here, but I have grown up. I think even in my well-educated, uh, milieu, I think I, I've grown up not considering the columnists, you know, my columnists were on television. You know, the, I was watching that's where I got my insight and my commentary from, and because it, it was more engaging, more compelling. And I would presume yeah, I, when you say you read the Independent or the Telegraph, then it's a lot of it is for the columnists and for the extra outside of the news or the analysis. Yeah, and also the writing style is unique hmm. in uh, those papers. Oh. I think it's re- I think it's quite readable and interesting, and it's all off the wall stuff that's kind of uh, fun to read. 
So maybe I, one of those two papers, by the way, and I can't remember which one. I think it's the tele. I'm not sure if it's the Telegraph or the Independent. I can't remember now. But, but one of those, they they actually have a like an uh, an international version of like the Herald Tribune kind of thing. And I ran into it at a uh, hotel in New York City, which I thought was interesting. It's kind of like, you know, I guess this hotel probably catered to British. And they had these British papers there, but they were in America. They were printed here. Hmm. Yeah, different. That well, like, but that's a with with localized uh, content. No, or, or just no. Uh, it's mostly international content, very much like the Herald Tribune. Right, you know, a lot of uh, British stories. And I mean, as I picked it up and was reading it, I was like, every one of these stories that I was looking at, I never heard of any of them. You know, so like the, when we do the show, I mean, half the stuff if you you know if you're going to report the the kind of the you know the stuff that's worldwide, like the pirates. Um, I don't know why you went into that. The, Mimi started it. I, <laughs> but it, but it, but the rest of the stuff that's in these papers is like alien to me. I mean, I just look through them, and I, I you can't even find half of it on the web. They're just you know the stories that are taking place. The stuff that's oh stuff I mean, stuff not, that's happening that that you're completely oblivious to. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, no, we're completely not oblivious. We're we're left out of the loop. We don't know about it unless there were some reason for us to know about it. We just, we don't get, you know, it's not as important, I guess, as um, the real news, which, of course, <laughs> we know when we talk about the real news, or any new listeners out there should realize that we're talking about Britney Spears. Uh, yeah, I guess you're going to have to make me go there. And now, back to real news. All right, Johnny boy, I got some real news for you. This is a big one. It will, can I guess the celebrity? No, you can't because it's not a celebrity, but it is news that you will see on the 6 o'clock news. Because as it turns out, chimpanzees trade precious scraps of meat for sex. <laughs> there you go. That's right. This is how they get laid. <laughs> it's a complete study. It's kind of like taking somebody out, I guess. <laughs> it's like, yeah, baby, here's some meat. And then they go back and they wait for a while and then they can come over and do their thing. Scraps of precious scraps of meat. <laughs> that's this is, must be one of those counter stories that's planted by the meat industry because we've been getting nothing but news recently about how meat, meat is causing global warming and everything in between. The meat will get you laid. I mean, that is essentially the basic marketing message. So they're just setting the tone here. You know, that's, it's like beer. You know, when you look at a Budweiser commercial, what do you see? You see guys getting laid or about to get laid or thinking they're going to get laid and ho and they will. So that's how the meat industry must be looking at it. I think you're right. Good assertion. Yeah, I like it. The um, the TSA has been uh, doing some interesting things. They've upgraded their uh, full naked body scanner technology. Um, yes, I went through one of these recently, as I mentioned. Well, well, so did you know that they have now upped it? Well, there's a couple things going on here. Um, so the main thing they've done is they've upgraded to millimeter wave technology, which, right. according to the TSA, is 10,000 times less radiation than a phone transmission. But the real change here is that they've, on their website, they've changed the... Actually, they've removed a lot of pages. There's a good article. Uh, it's from Slate, and, of course, the link in the show notes. Um, now, they're only going to have these scanners. So it used to be you could choose the, the old-fashioned uh, metal detector... Uh, if you wanted to, but now you will be obliged to go through the body scanner, 
which of course also has higher resolution. Although they say, oh no no, we've uh, oh what was that word? It was a great word. Digitally, I got to look up the word. Crap. Oh, scattered, digitally scattered the images in the sensitive body parts. And if, oh, you, yeah, right. and if you refuse to go through it, then you get a physical uh, rub down. Uh, an yeah, well, that's what the, the, the SFO had this. The, this is what I, I'll tell the story again. So I go, and by the way, the last time, which is today, I went through S. Oh, I actually went through Oakland. Never mind. But they had one of these. Th- I think they had one of these things in Oakland, but they don't. Let, they, they, it doesn't work. Or it's turned off. You don't even go through it. So, but at SFO, you go to the airport, and they have uh, and they have a big sign. You either go through this thing, or you get a phys- or you get a full body. You know, they pat you down. En- enhanced pat down. Da- enhanced pat down. For, yeah. for for your pleasure, by the way. <laughs> it's the only thrill I get. Hey, baby, I don't want to go. Through. I want. I, can I have the tall guy touch me? Oh, can I? Oh, oh, please, I'm going to try that. That's a good one. I'll try it. Tell me what to go through twice. Can I? Hey, can, uh, I, can I have the just the tall guy over there? Can you touch me? I was uh, actually one of these guys. I, I went through. So I, I go through the machine, and I ended up getting the pat down anyway. Well, you look like highly suspicious. Cat. You with all your meat in your bag. Well, it turns you know, out, what, what turns out, and I talked to one of the guys about this. What it turns out is that they're testing these things, and they want to see. They they run you through it, and then they find stuff on you, like a comb, for example. No, I had you had one, and then, yeah. And then they they, they want to make sure it's where it was, and then they ch- see if they can find it with a pat down. And so the whole thing makes it twice as hard. Just take the pat down. The heck with it. I mean, it's a bunch of bull. Well, but, but they, anyway. they've been changing their position, and so it seems like this is this is the the future. We're going to be living with this. And Sucks, this, and but the, anyway, but but here's the thing: the guy's patting me down. He's patting me down, and I was just one microsecond away from asking if he could scratch. <laughs> oh, you're such a pussy! You, you know, scratch. you know, you wouldn't have asked it. Can you scratch a little harder? You know know what? I I hear they're not too keen on jokes like that. They might take you to that back room. It's a group of Start threatening you. Um, Very interesting video that surfaced of Newt Gingrich. And I wanted to share uh, some of this audio with you because, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, the so-called electromagnetic pulse weapons. Yeah, I know you believe that there's some electromagnetic pulse weapon well, out there. That- I, well, I believe that there's electromagnetic pulse weapons. I believe that we have seen the results of those. I think there's some very credible evidence that it might have been used in 9-11. Remember, this is the stuff that keeps us from getting shot in the back. But uh, I, I'm... Well, by the way, I want to, when we talk, I want to do the pitch for people to, to contribute. I have a new angle I want to discuss, which will also keep us from getting shot in the back. Okay. All right. Good. Um, what we open an account at Goldman Sachs? Is that your idea? No, no. I think what we we just said no. We just have a fee to to get off the air. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Does it get? Does it get? Does it get out of dodge fee? So all, apparently, all I'm doing now is just thinking about marketing instead. Of <laughs> right. So it was like, what do no, we take? Like we have no, we have a baseline fee. It's just like you you want us off the air. Five million bucks and that. we're gone. <laughs> No, ten. Ten. Five, right, five each. each, right. And 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 we pay back everybody their money. Exactly. It's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it's a fractal. <laughs> it's a fractal. So uh So you yeah, know, so, for t- ten mil we're out. We're done. We're through. We're not doing the show anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's guaranteed. And you get a lordship at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> With flatware. And a an, and an attractive picnic basket. 
So, um, I forgot, but lordships, we got to add that to them. To lordship, them. Okay. yeah, yeah. I was someone twittered me actually as an idea in there. No, so, um, the electromagnetic pulse weapon, and this is going to be if it if it hasn't already been used in crowd control, we're being conditioned to get used to it with the whole like concept of tasers. You know, there's plenty of of weaponry, and uh, there are you know we have tests being done, which even discussed on this show, shooting lasers from planes, blowing up tanks on the ground. Uh, and the electromagnetic pulse weapon is interesting because it's very simple to make in its essence. It's, it's very simple technology, and it's very similar to, uh, well, it, it can basically uh, either melt stuff or can be set to uh, only melt the humans and not the buildings. But uh, listen to Newt Gingrich, uh, Gingrich. He was on Fox News Sunday this past Sunday. It's fascinating, fascinating to listen to uh, to this little, as I'm... Uh, talking up the hole here. Uh, let's start here with today's news. Mr. Gingrich, before... Uh... Well, I have to add to that that, of course, you know, I totally believe that there's a space war going on right now. So that is important for the setup for this story. Today's launch, you said oh, the sorry. North Koreans should not be allowed to fire a missile and that the U.S., quote, should take whatever preemptive actions are necessary. Are you saying that President Gingrich would have taken out that missile on the launch pad? Yes, I'm, I'm saying if you look at a new book by my co-author Bill Fortune called One Second. So he's plugging a book, obviously. Oh which, yeah, which, yeah. Which you haven't read, and 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 it's, this this is this whole thing about you know North Korea is shooting off a missile, and I'm very confused because Japan said, oh, if you shoot it, then we're going to blow it out of the sky, and the states, uh, the. Uh, the defense, uh, the Pentagon is saying, oh, well, nothing really deployed. It fell in the ocean. I mean, there's a lot of confusion. So I just chalk it up to more space wars because there is some shit going on right now. After. And you look at electromagnetic pulse capabilities. Oh, what did I just hear? Electromagnetic pulse capabilities. Go new. Which could take out one weapon, could take out a third of the electric generating capacity of the United States. And we're worried about some fucking hackers? <laughs> I mean, please. We do not appreciate the scale of threat that is evolving on the planet and North Korea is a totally irresponsible dictatorship run by a person who is clearly out of touch with reality and I think to say you know we're now gonna have another meeting of the UN to have another paper resolution that has meaningless effect is very dangerous I think both with Iran and with North Korea you have countries which could decide at any morning to try to actually use their weapons so you're saying that President Gingrich would have taken out there are, that... There are three or four techniques that could have been used from, from unconventional forces... Now listen very closely. ...to standoff capabilities to say, we're not going to tolerate a North Korean missile launch, period. I mean, the world's either got to decide that North Korea is utterly dangerous. And again, I'd, I'd recommend look at electromagnetic pulse, which changes... He should have said Google it, but I, we understand what he's trying to do. Which we've known about since 1958. There you go. It changes every equation about how risky these weapons are. Uh, Governor Sanford, would you... So, there it is. We've known about there's, it since 1958. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we know that when they attacked uh, uh, Iraq, every time they've done it, they've used this sort of weapon. It's some sort of a, a pulse burst thing that they can take out radar stations with and things like that, but yeah, it's not they, like... Dude, they can fry people, okay? They can yeah. fry, well, fry people. Well, you can fry people with a bomb, too, you know. You could shoot them in the head with a bullet. It's probably a lot cheaper. Are you kidding me? It's a lot easier to fry people. You just you just point that thing in the general direction, flip the switch, hook it up to the frickin' smart grid, and you fry the fuckers.
You know, this, uh, people don't understand how by the way, uh, how we, imbe- Im- imbecilic warfare is. A, a young Dutch boy died in Afghanistan in Camp Holland, which by itself sounds like a big target. Camp Holland. Lob your bombs here, everybody. 20-year-old Marine who was there, uh, they were having lunch in Camp Holland, and, you know, someone lobbed uh, an old Iranian junker over the over the fence, and it blew up, and, like, surprise, surprise, you, you didn't know that this is really primitive shit, we're just throwing lead at, at our boys and girls? Of course you can do anything. I mean, what's cheaper? I think having a nice big dish on the roof of a tank and flipping the switch, that's going to be a lot easier just to fry a whole bunch of people in one go. This, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to 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 minimize the or uh, marginalize the the concept that they, we don't have things like this. There, you know, this is, you know, it's. Uh, what do you want me to say? What do you, what is your point? My point is that, that oh, I, wait, your point is that you brought up the fact that there was electromagnetic stuff that we've got going that is so fantastic that it creates hurricanes, and you know, and it had something to do with nine eleven. Uh, what I'm not sure. No, but. I what I'm what I'm saying is people should be aware that this is going on, and that what I heard Newt Gingrich. What is he? What, what was he in the government? Well, what was, he, what was his he background? Was a, he was a congressman. Wasn't he speaker of the heart. house as well? No. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was speaker of the house. house for a while. So yeah, yeah, okay, blowhard. But he he was in the inner circle. And uh, here's this guy saying, uh, the, so the reason he no, the reason people are afraid is because apparently this technology is now so easily available that any dipshit with half a rocket can can take out a third of the country's electricity in one go. People should know that. Well, that's maybe that's why they're pushing for the smart grid. <laughs> oh, please, yeah, yeah, that'll work. I'm not still not sure what the smart grid. What the why are we having rushed to the smart grid? It seems to be like kind of willy nilly. You know, everyone wants to do smart grid, smart grid. Well, it just came up as a meme recently. A year ago, we weren't talking about this. I don't recall. It. Uh, I think it start, I think it came from the climate change corner. Isn't that where it started? Mm. Where we? Yeah, yeah. We we need the smart grid to to. To help us because we're so stupid, we have to. We we can't just write it down or tie a ribbon around our finger. No, we need a, a hundred billion dollar smart grid to know when to turn off the washing machine. Yeah, smart grid water. It's another one that keeps cropping up. Something we're gonna get. Something's happening with water. There's a there's another meme showing up. It's got something to do with something. But there's now there's all these initiatives, a lot of online stuff for. Uh, you know, finding drinkable water hmm. uh, here and there. Really, drill a well. You know, every for every ten. Yeah, this is a whole. Hmm. In fact, there was there's something called the tw- the Twitter fests are about water. Really, like the latest thing going on. You know, they have these things called the Twitter fest. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. And they have, and so people like all t- tweet each other, and then they, you know, they start contributing money to the to you know water, drill a the well water fund. Hmm. The water fund, and so you you every time you give a hundred bucks, you know you end up you can drill ten holes for water and somewhere in Africa, and uh, which I you know there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not complaining about it, but the, the meme itself has got kind of interesting because it's like uh, how did this show up? You know, all of a hmm. sudden, 
I'm always, you know, these things just crop up. Maybe oftentimes it's somebody who's really got a good idea and it's been something been ignored. But, and then everybody jumps on it because it's really trendy. And I'm not a big fan of trendy, you know, charities. It's like, what's happened to the good old classics? I mean, you know, like Guide Dogs for the Blind, for example. They need money. <laughs> it's funny you say that because at Sainsbury's, where uh, from, I'll probably go there two or three times a week because the paper's out at the local place. And there's always someone different there collecting for something. And, uh, and, and by the way, everyone always walks past. I never see anyone putting money in the bucket ever, ever. Uh, and I always, I, I always, I walk around London with big pockets full of change. And I just decide anyone who asks me for money, I'll give you money. I don't care if you're homeless, if you're walking around. No, you've been, you're, you've always been that way. I think people should know that. In fact, if you ever see Adam, hit him up. You know, just hit him up. He'll give you a fiver. Seriously, hit him up. Hit him up. And uh, so now in England, people should know Americans in particular because we have you know in San Francisco, you come out here, you see all the their guys are all over the place. I, I they, mean, they love me. They're I'm like, sure hey, they Adam, hey Adam, I need to get home, man, and I need a burger. <laughs> right here's a fiver. So, uh, sure. but in England, when you, I remember one time, I think I gave a uh, a beggar. Some something, and a guy, a guy basically stopped a huge lorry, you know, just <laughs> kicked to a screeching halt until he could yell at me for giving the guy any money. There's some weirdness about that. In, oh, in oh no, oh yeah, oh, it's the whole class thing. Oh yeah, no, totally. And and anyone who uh, who was begging on the street obviously isn't working, you know, isn't trying to make an honest living. Oh, that's, dude. They are very against handing out money here. Yeah, but it's all a part of the class society that's still left over. And it's it's senseless because... Well, why would a truck driver be upset? Oh, because he's is a working he a guy. Stooge? Because oh. he's a working guy and he's working hard and he's like, don't give any... This is, this is the... It's so cultural and so embedded here. It's, it's even hard to explain. I mean, people don't even question that here. That they would say, "Hey, are you crazy? Don't give that guy any money. He won't. He'll just. It'll just make him more complacent." <laughs> Seriously, but where? where it sounds like the guy who was driving the truck, George Bush. I mean, you know, it's like an old, you know, you know, kind of a conservative idea. Well, it's funny because there's something that Patricia's picked up on. You know, as we're getting to know the neighborhood, and we're we're you know we're not in uh, in Chelsea. We're in a, in a kind of an urban area, but we are in the nice part of the urban area. And it turns out this is known as the place where all the rich people live. <laughs> I don't think bodes very well. She'll literally be in the store and you're oh, no, no, no. new in the neighborhood and she'd be chatting away. And like, well, where do you live? Oh, there and there. Oh, where all the rich people live. Because <laughs> right next door to us almost is, a, I think, a council estate. But yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. No huh. one. Yeah, it's, everyone seems to get along fine. But I was just interested that that little label we get here. Well, that's because they, you're, you're obviously targeted when the revolution takes place. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm ready. Come on. Come on down. Okay, so anything else going on? Oh, there's plenty of things going on. Well, I want to hear something good, something happening over in Europe. You know, I'm going to Amsterdam shortly. How are we going to do the show while I'm there? I had some one guy twittered me that, well, you know, maybe he has a studio I can use or something like that. I said, well, no. you can't you just use Do you your have own? any contacts there? I mean, people that have, you do, know, excuse something. me, do I have any contacts? Did I not hook you up at the hottest party on Queen's Day? Yeah, no, but I'm talking about contacts so I can do the no agenda well, show. Well, can't you just do it from your hotel room? Oh. What's the problem? Eh. What? 
I'm, I'm sure I can I somehow. Well, I mean, I can, I, I can get contacts for all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I can get you in yeah, all but, kinds of trouble, know. Johnny boy. Yeah, well, it doesn't help the show. So, okay. well, so the answer is no. Okay, fine. No, I mean, the answer is we're, gonna, I, we're just going to have to figure it out is the answer. And you're going to be in San Francisco, so they're just going to flip our time thing. So I guess I'd probably do the show. It'd be interesting. I find this already extremely difficult. You're in a, you're in a foul mood or something's wrong or someone pissed you off. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what happened. You think? Yeah. Do you think because I had to get up at 5 in the morning to catch a flight and then I got stuck in the Seattle airport and then I took a puddle jumper, which was a rocky ride for, because there's a bunch of windstorms around here. Mm. And uh, so I'm half asleep. Okay. I am in a foul mood. I've been in a foul mood for a while. Is there something I can do to help? I mean, is it... No, I can't think of anything. How's your it's sex just, life? Sex life is sucks as usual, but you know, you get old. <laughs> what do you mean? Is, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that what I have to look forward to? Is this? Is this I'm cranky crappy yeah, The way I see it, it's, it's not a good day today. But now Mimi's younger than you. Is she more like my age? She sounds it. <clears throat> a little bit. She's probably closer to you than... Uh, yeah, well, yeah. how old is she? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember people's ages. I don't think it's important. Well, yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, I'm uh, my partner is older than I am. I'm just interested, kind of like you know, from research yeah. research perspective. Yeah. Well, you're not going to get a date with her, so forget it. How do you know? Uh, well, for one thing, well, I just have I have. A, well, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> I just had a visual. I'm sorry. Uh, British Telecom. Uh, so you want some news from over here? So you know that uh, Europe, Europe wide, we got now, nothing over here. Well, the, fil we nothing. Well, the filter nothing is going on. on. Well, the filter here in the UK is on, and uh, of course, there's a European directive uh, that all the ISPs are now just going to start filtering our shit and capturing our email addresses and uh, and our text messages and the phone calls you make. And the UK is already in full swing. It's been going since the beginning of the month. And BT British Telecom says that uh, they are uh, blocking out. Between thirty-five and forty thousand attempts to access child pornography sites every single day. <laughs> and, sure. And I read this, and I'm like, well, should we go yeah, and get, right. should we try and go get one of those guys who's serving those pictures <laughs> up? I mean, can, uh, we, yeah, how about yeah, here? Just, try this. Hello, British. We, we should call him up, and we should call up customer service and say, okay, could you type uh, at the command line? Could you type? Uh, T-R-A-C-E-R-T. -E okay, yeah, you got that? Now go to that little number that was in the log file that uh, that you trapped, and why don't you trace route it and see where it goes to? And then maybe we can you know, get some of that investigative talent on it. If someone's really... If, if there's that much being served up, you got to be able to catch one guy. You'd think. That's why these stories are bogus. It's just like... It's all you know. It's always for the children. We're doing it to protect you know. It's so child porn predators. If you you know the internet is 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 not like isn't these how many of these people that are in fact they do bust a group every once in a while, you know, are sophisticated enough to go around you know a million proxies or whatever you have to do to get you know to be completely hidden. None. I mean, the fact of the matter is, the public is generally naive about almost everything and when they when the when they go on and on about oh there's all this there's 35,000 things going on a day and the public doesn't generally say well why don't you track one of them 
you know, just or if then if that one is a dead end, try another one. You got thirty five. You got thirty five thousand people that you can track down with just following IP addresses and figure out who's the, what the account. You can just well, go well, right to the ISP and get their address. Well, I mean, what is this? Well, so, so yeah, well, and and of course it works both ways because they also know thirty five to forty thousand uh, requests that were made by their customers. So yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's what's so ridiculous. They're their customers. They have their phone numbers. They have their address. Send the police over if this is actually going on. I don't know. Why don't they? I don't know. To be continued. I think it's bull. One of your colleagues over at MarketWatch, uh, David Widener. Yeah. He wrote an excellent column. Um, have you read it? No, I don't read everybody's columns. <laughs> Screw Jeez. that guy. I'm, I'm, you know what? You know, Widener, he's a dick anyway. But actually, my uh, <laughs> wife said, you know, I said I don't read that much because she's saying, well, you know, we want to get to Jack Carrot. Which my wife and my daughter they listen to. You uh, mean, books on you mean tape. soon to be ex-wife as I uh, take her away from you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so they're always listening to the books on tape. <laughs> It's like you have the Jack Kerouac book, The Other House. And I said, yeah, I do. Jimmy, you listen to it yet? No. I realized I don't listen to books on tape and I don't read. I don't really – I don't read. I don't listen to books on tape. I do this show. I shoot the shit. You know, I don't do a – you know, I don't even write right, as right much. Right on. You know, that, I'm just you know, giving up. Maybe you need purpose in life, John. Maybe that's why you're, you're angry and cranky and you're not getting laid. I mean, look, I wouldn't want to screw you right now either. You know, you're just not very attractive with the way you're communicating. I know. I've got to snap out of it. Anyway, so uh, uh, your pal, your colleague, your main man, your homeboy, David Widener, wrote this fantastic article, link in the show notes, of course, Government Sachs is in Control, and he's and he, the research is just astounding. But basically, subtitle, Lloyd Blankfein, that's the CEO of Goldman Sachs, must be the luckiest guy on Wall Street. <laughs> and, he, and he's traced through how you know, the only bank, of course, that is doing fantastic is Goldman Sachs. And, in, and, and that um, $12.6 billion of the latest bailout to AIG went straight to Goldman Sachs. With you know a hundred dollar, a hundred cents to the dollar, you know, no loss, anything, you know. And then, of course, he draws the links all the way down beautifully to, of course, the, uh, the, the Treasury secretaries who all come from Goldman Sachs. And he ends up with, I love this line, a conspiracy theorist might think this run of fortune has something to do with the former Goldman executives having influential roles in the Treasury Department. Market risk regulator, smaller companies, Goldman will find a way around it. It just seems to have that kind of luck. It's a great article. And, uh, and you can just see this, this Lloyd Blankfein, what a douche. You just look at his picture. You just want to bitch slap the guy. Yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> he's got all the money. Check it out. Well, there was a picture somewhere else, and it was the CEO of Citibank, the CEA, CEO of uh, Bank of America, and uh, CEO of, of Goldman Sachs going to the White House for that CEO conference with the president a week or so yeah. ago. And he's, he's like smiling, laughing, you know, he's guffawing around. And you see the other guys that are all like pissed off and looking angry. It, it's, it's, it's so blatantly oh, yeah. Yeah, obvious. Yeah, this, oh, right, this guy. Isn't he a Look at him, he's a dick. He's just a, he's a smiling, bald guy. Yeah. He, he looks like a, he just looks like he's the cat that ate the canary. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Uh, from the No Agenda stream that people Twitter to, uh, 
constantly. And and by the way, the, it was fun watching the trolls figure that out. And they figured out that you could uh, Twitter crazy stuff into it. I like this. Oh, one. Are we getting crazy stuff now? Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It's hilarious because it's a, you know it plays it all in sequence, so it's like a thread now, and people are yelling at each other. And it's pretty cool. Um, Do you, got, you got a clip for us? No, I don't have a clip. But uh, one of the, uh, you know, because I always listen to it, it's like, oh, what are people tweeting now? And, and one tweet said, uh, you know, one world center is going to be beautiful. wonder what third world center will look like. <laughs> I thought it was a good, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see that one. Cute. Well, let's get back to the real news. Oh, well, hold on a second. Then. And now back to real news. I've, uh, I've got one. uh David Martz, helicopter pilot, says he's really, really sorry and thinks he has learned his lesson after the judge took away his uh, his license for um, allowing a Swedish porn star to perform fellatio on him while he was flying the helicopter. He uh, struck a wire, you know, la- landed okay. <laughs> but he said he said he couldn't uh, perform the uh, emergency procedure because his uh, pants were down around his ankles. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, when <laughs> if you need to enter auto rotation, you definitely need both your feet working as well. Uh, well, you think he'd be at a higher altitude for that kind of thing? I'm not quite sure. What- I mean, he's. You know, honestly, if someone said, uh, well, I'm flying a helicopter, you know, I'll blow you, you know, I'd say, yeah, let me go to 10,000 feet. Hold on a second, baby. I mean, that's a pretty simple one. So I don't know where he found the wire while that was happening. Well, it was a blunder. <laughs> Let this be a lesson. No blow jobs under 10,000 feet, damn it. Miley Cyrus says she's smarter than you think. Who is Miley Cyrus, you ask? Miley Cyrus, you know, she's the hottest uh, teen star there is, man. She's Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. Hannah Montana. Yeah, Hannah Montana. That's it. I didn't know she was Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, now it all makes sense. Now it's coming together, right? Achy, breaky heart. Lindsay Lohan snubbed by Nicole Richie. Damn that bitch. (laughs) <laughs> I, we were we were BFFs for sure. I can't believe it. It's like this is our news. This if you go to the news bright rundown, this is the kind of crap you get. Yeah, and something about pirates and the pirates. But it was interesting talking to Mimi about that because she's like, "Well, this is the and you said the same thing. Well, this is the first American vessel. Well, who gives a crap? Like all the other people whose vessels were were hijacked don't count. don't count. Don't no. count. They're not human beings." No, they're human beings, but they're not Americans. And the first response is, I think we should arm those guys. We should get them more weapons to kill the pirates. Welcome to the United States. Yeah, I know. That's what she's thinking. Yeah. I was like, Mimi, how about we not pollute their waters after we've fished all the fish out and have stolen their land? Oh, we do that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, President Obama is uh, going to attend... uh, the White House Seder, first time an American president. Oh, that's real that's news. Yeah, kind of. It's like in between. It's real religious news. Uh, worthy of a mention. I guess. You know, he went, showed up, I guess he snuck over to Iraq. 
<clears throat> you know, and he met with the troops and then took off, you know, without announcing that he's going to go there. I think this is how well we've did with the great job we've done that the president has to sneak in sneak, sneak to in, the really. dead of night to go to visit this <laughs> to visit, to visit we, the troops that we completely have obliterated and we still can't keep him safe. Yeah, you're right. So he sneaks in at the dead of night and then sneaks out before anyone notices. But, you know, we should have figured it out <clears throat> that he was going to do this because he was over there. He was right in the area. Yeah. You know, I, he was I, in the area. I read somewhere that there was an attempt on his life that was foiled in Turkey. Was he in Turkey? Yeah, he was in Turkey. Oh, yeah, this was this whole thing that he wasn't going to talk about. Remember they have that whole the who killed the whoever's 100 years ago that they're all messed up about in Turkey? Oh, the Armenians. The Armenians, right. And everyone's wondering if he was going to mention something about that. Of course he didn't. Yeah, everybody wants the Turks to apologize for right, something. You know, right, right. old episode. Yeah, the Armenians are still irked about it's it. Literally, by the way. It's 200-year-old problem, right? It's, it's 200, right. It's crazy. And, and the thing, but they, they have a long memory there in the Middle East. That's why the <laughs> Middle East is the way it is. But it's not much different to me than the than the Dutch, you know, complaining about the bicycles that the Germans took from them back in World War II. Oh, please. The Dutch don't complain about it. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> they still use it as a joke. Well, every time I go there, people bitch. They come right up to me. Are you German? No. Oh, oh has that were. actually happened to you? Someone said, are you German? Are you German? Because I want my bicycle back. No, no. Because we'd know if you were German because you'd be digging a hole on the beach and putting up your whole freaking encampment. And that's how you recognize the Germans. Because mm. they come up to the Dutch beaches and dig holes. Well, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. They dig holes and they put windscreens up and they sit in their hole with their Really? Beer. Yeah. That, that's, that's the, and that's where the whole thing comes from. Hey, ich wollte mein Fahrrad zurück. The whole thing of, hey, I want my bike back. <laughs> Don't dig a hole here until you give me my bike back, dude. <laughs> I, I think the Dutch have an odd sense of humor. Ah, uh, you think? Yeah, <laughs> somewhat. They do. Yeah, they do. Mass strandings, mass strandings of dolphins and whales could be caused because the animals have re been rendered temporarily deaf by military sonar. I thought they were just put a stop to that. Yeah, well, the the Hawaii Institute of Marine Biology. Uh, is is desperately trying to get it to stop. I guess it's not. There's, My understanding was that they, the military decided to stop doing that well, because they, apparently they got the, the latest sonar so powerful that it's yeah. like throwing every all these animals, which which have to. It's like blinding them essentially, you know. But, but they don't. Nobody sees it that way. And and they show up in the craziest places and they beach themselves. And it's, it's it's horrible. It's yeah. Because it's too noisy down there, you know. I guess. <laughs> it's too, shut up, kids. <laughs> We have to get out of here. So they beach themselves. Ah, oh, finally. Peace and quiet. Suspect in uh, officer shooting was into conspiracy theories. Yep, that's big news. That got, that got mentioned. Richard Poplowski. In fact, a whole bunch of people sent me email about this story saying, hey, just like Adam. <laughs> just like Adam. <laughs> no, because Seriously. this guy's yeah, he's kind of cute. He's 22. You know, they don't, don't, want, they don't care about old meat. They don't care about old meat. It wasn't because he was cute. So how did that happen? Did you uh, did you get the whole crux of the story? You know, I kind of started reading it, and then I got like bored halfway through the first paragraph. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, uh, like, like, oh, yeah, okay, nice whatever. Oh, yeah, sure, uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I did dig up, uh, and when I say I dug up, that's a that's a big word. 
There's some great postings uh, at the the no agenda drop dot uh, com site. Uh, even though there's all kinds of trolley stuff in there, you can, the information is all still there. It's fantastic. And uh, someone dropped in, and, I, and I'm just going to presume that this is authentic. It is a document sent from Congressman McFadden in 1934, two years after the Federal Reserve Act, to Congress. And he was a congressman. Uh, and it's called An Astounding Exposure. And read through this, because you'll really enjoy it. And again, I'm, I'm presuming that this is authentic. It sure does look uh, authentic. Yeah, that's probably a good hoax then. Yeah. So it's a, what's it under now? It's under No Agenda. How does this go? Let's see, No Agenda. What are you doing? I'm going to go type it in and look at it. Well, no, no, no. It's not in the show notes yet. I haven't posted the show, but I'll, I'll give you a link. Yeah, send me a link. See, the whole concept is I talk in the future so that when people hear this on the podcast, then they go and look for it. I no, I thought, it's, I thought it was already existing on Drop.io. No. Oh, now you'll never be able to find it through all the spam shit. No, I just sent you the link. So um, I'm going to read a, a small passage from this. Mr. Chairman, when the Fed, meaning the Federal Reserve Act of 1932, was passed, the people of these United States did not perceive that a world system was being set up here which would make the savings of the American school teacher available to a narcotic drug vendor in Acapulco. They did not perceive that these United States was to be lowered to the position of a coolie country which has nothing but raw material and heart, that Russia was destined to supply the manpower and that this country was to supply the financial power to an international super state. And when you read through this, he completely shows how the Federal Reserve is not not a government uh, agency, how it's set up to essentially charge us interest in our own money. And it's, a be- it's beautifully written. Um, I'm going to have to read this if I can manage to. <laughs> you, Mr. Chairman, when the Fed was passed, the people of these United States did not perceive that a world system was being set up I here, just, which would make... John, I just read sab- that. I just read, yeah. I just read that. I know, I'm reading it back. I'm trying to figure out what he's getting at because it's under the section world enslavement planned. Yes, which is this is the blueprint is being as was unveiled two years after the Federal Reserve Act, 1934. And here it is. It's right there. It's history. It's written. This is just some guy's interpretation of things. Set currency. What is these quotes from? That's what I'm not getting. You notice this is what you read is quoted, but. Who's who's is this the guy that came out and said this to Congressman McFadden? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's in the document. Remarks in Congress. Hmm. Reprinted by the Arizona Caucus Club. <laughs> I need one of those too. We should start a caucus club. We should. <laughs> it just sounds like a place to be. You sip a little brandy. Hey, John, where are you going later? Uh, the I'm caucus not going anywhere. The caucus club. No, man. We'll, uh, we'll, the caucus. We'll, we'll we should have. You know, maybe we should have the caucus club. <laughs> no, I, I think we're quite fine with our uh, our knighthood. With the armory. Yeah, I have written in uh, my notes, which of course was one of your notes, which you didn't bring. Slum gullion. Oh damn it! I didn't bring the recipe. <laughs> Did you find it? No, I, I said, what is it? You said, well, I'll tell you on the next show. So I just bring up Slum <laughs> Gullion. I'm up here. I left the recipe behind. Okay, here's the story about Slum Gullion. 
So uh, I've got a cookbook that's uh, 1977. I collect cookbooks. Uh, my wife does too, actually. We have a lot of them. And, and one of the things I like to do is when I travel around, I'll stop in the local bookstores, and especially in podunk towns, and, f- and try to find those spiral-bound, ring-bound, you know, kind of locally produced cookbooks that are done by either the JCs or some little club in town. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch of little recipes that everybody everybody contributes a recipe, and then they sell this cookbook as some sort of premium or something like that. We should probably do the same thing. Anyway, so I've got this one from the Dallas Quilters Guild. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going through it. I read it at night before I go to sleep. <laughs> so, and you wonder why you're not getting laid? I mean, Johnny Boy, <laughs> come on, man. So it's We like got work to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get a really cheap-ass hooker on you in Amsterdam. So, uh, skinny blonde, probably good. So anyway, the... Uh, Consider it done. I'm looking at the uh, at this thing, and I'm flipping through, and there, I'm looking... My eyeballs kind of came out. Slum gullion. Now, the reason that I was kind of shocked by this recipe, which I'll read to you in next Thursday because I obviously don't have the book here unless I can find it. There's probably a version of it on the web. My dad, when I was a kid, would constantly refer to a kind of a sloppy dish, a slum gullion, and I thought it was some sort of an idiomatic phrase meaning crappy food. It sounds like a nautical term. Well, the gullion part, you know, it might be. It, make, it would make some sense. Hmm. But the slum is like, you know, a slum. Slums, yeah. That's the slums. And gullion just sounds like, it doesn't sound like, like anything like appetizing. Like gizzards, like innards or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, and so my dad would always make this reference to slum gullion. Slum gullion. All she can cook is slum gullion. And, she, and I always thought it was just like some phrase you said for, you know, generally referring to people who can't cook or whatever. I didn't think there was an actual dish. Yes, well, here, so, it's it's mud. Mud is that what you would call it? Mud. Well, I'm looking at slum gullion on the freedictionary.com. Yeah, and it says muddy, uh, a watery meat stew. But then <laughs> underneath it, it says, "Oh, nice." It says uh, muddy deposit in a mining sluice. Oh, that's slum-gullion. where the word. Oh, wait, we can hear. We, here's how you pronounce it: slum gullion. <laughs> slum gullion. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, the dish is basically, I, I can... I, <laughs> Give me another fun word ba- to look up. This is a great site. <laughs> it's, a, it's basically the dish is uh, ground beef with some, you know, green beans and onions and, and, and can of tomatoes kind of mashed up and, sucker. and, and served. <laughs> what was that? Hold on. Cocksucker. <laughs> You know, we're trying to get this show on like an FM station or something. It's a real word. It's in the free uh, free dictionary, Doc. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. So we're never going to get on the air. Although we do have our minions. We can have people, we can have board ops filter it out. Uh, It's like the show is too long to deal with that kind of thing. I mean, we're talking an hour and a half show, which, 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 you know, somebody took it free from the uh, from the feed by the way and ran if, it on their little local radio station if you want to repeat this if you want to repeat the stream on your own streaming server if you want to put it on your low power fm uh, transmitter if you want to put it on your am or fm radio uh 
station, we're fine. Whatever. It's completely... One in the morning on Sundays is fine. In the morning. Yeah, you can cut it down. You can chop bits. We do not care. And when I, when we have our site up, um, then I'll also put all the jingles on there. We'll have a special little jingle section. Yeah, there's a, one of our guys wants the jingles badly, so we're going to make sure he gets them. Now, um, anyway, and, the, and the, the other thing is, this is essentially what we're doing is open source radio. We're creating a show that's open source. In other words, can I just say I I hate the title and it's been overused and there's been too many failed projects called open source anything. Certainly open source radio. I mean, this is wrong, John. Okay, you you need to bring it down to the level of news and information. Real news, real information. Open source. No. So. uh, Well, I mean, what else? How else should you describe it? I mean, what other way of describing it? Besides, and what's wrong with open source? And by the way, talking about open source, I have this project. I'm going to do it. We have a bottler up here, a really good one too. And they do only, you know, sodas and things. We sell them at the deli. Sodas and a, a variety of sodas that only use sugar. They don't use corn syrup or high fructose corn syrup, particularly. So I'm going to do. Uh, I just haven't. You know, there's another one of these projects, but I hope to have it done by the end of the year. Open source cola. Hmm. There's a matter of fact, there is an open source recipe for Coca-Cola. It's available. You can go. Really? You can look it up. And there have been people open contributing to cola. this recipe because they yeah. say, now oh, you need some blueberry juice or you do this, you need that. There's all these little tweaks, you know, to the, to the Coca-Cola formula and it's, and it's open source. I like that idea, John. So I want to get into the beverage And how does it bottle. taste? Does it get really close? Uh, I haven't yet to try it. Open source cola. I need to go to the... We need to get the formula and with a tweak of our own and take it over to the bottler, and we're going to blend it up and take, see if we can get it, bottle it up and sell it as open source cola. So people, you know... Okay, why should why are coders that are in the Linux game and doing all this stuff not drinking open source cola don't you think it's like a natural for them it will actually add some extra caffeine yeah I, I, it's open very interesting source because cola loaded with caffeine well, I think boys. It, so first of all you can use the word cola i presume right anyone can use that word yeah yeah so, so it's a, it's a, yeah it's a descriptive name so uh that's very interesting what i would do is i would add something to it that would that would cover up the taste that it doesn't really taste like coke or pepsi but then, you know, if you can't cover it up, turn it up. So you make it like a ginger cola, you know, with extra caffeine or something like that. We need well, here's what I'd like to do. Actually, I'd like to have it so it does taste like Coke. I think that's a good idea personally. But here's the addition that I think would be cool. <clears throat> For those of you who are believers that drugs should be legalized at least. Oh, I'm liking where this is going, Johnny boy. Uh, I think hemp that you cola, can, hemp cola. I I can hear it. I <clears throat> will make a special one for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking you find the original Coca-Cola formula that had cocaine in it. Find out the exact <laughs> amount of cocaine, and 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 have it on the label or someplace where people, if they can, if they have access to cocaine, when some people do. They can add the exact amount that was in the original formulation of Coca-Cola into their open source wow, Coca-Cola, what a and great have idea. the original beverage that was that that created the, the the whole market. I love it. Isn't that a good idea? That's a gr- Here, here's the marketing slogan. You ready? Yeah. No agenda. Open source cola, guaranteed to get you as high as crackpot. 
<laughs> yeah, that'll work. So, uh, did you Twitter that into the stream? No, no, no man. The guy lives with me. <laughs> he's a very short person. He's my he's my gay computer developer. He sits in my Mac, and we have so a, a nice uh, anyway. So that's a project. Another yeah. one of many. That's a good one. And an, uh, another another, another thing will never actually get started. No, I think this one might ha actually happen. Because, well, you, you need know, to I do just... something. We we need to pull you out of your funk. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you've been... Get off your ass, have, have, have you not been yelling at me about stuff going on just in the past uh, week? You know, I think it's a cycle. Oh, it's so, a fractal. Uh, yeah, for sure. And talking about cycles, you know, it would be useful if, you know, we've had a, a, a kind of a drop-off in, in donations that are... Uh, that that cycle. In other words, the right. Well, maybe if you, maybe if you prepared for the show, we wouldn't have a drop off in donations. I don't think that's the problem. I think it's the way. We, I don't think we're emphasizing enough to people. And by the way, you go to dvorak.org/na or the noagendalibrary.com and and give us some uh, some help. I think we have to reemphasize because I was trying to figure out why we were getting more donations at one point than we didn't get many. Now we get we get big donations here and there. Those are nice, but we don't. Yeah, and we mention everybody that does that. But the little, you know, the you know the 1932s and some of that is getting fewer and far between, and and the subscriptions in particular, which are, would be nice you to mean have the subscription donations. Yeah, the subscription donation, which people you know give money to, on a on a, a recurring basis. And the reason that that's important is because we do, and I think this maybe is a sales pitch we keep stopping on. We need to do the show three times a week. Yeah, if if we really want to be taken seriously uh, as a uh, as a real information outlet that that matters, yeah, then we have to do at least three times a week. I agree, and and it may not even be on the weekend. Although the Sunday show is is pretty, that's kind of sacred for a lot of people. Yeah, I like the Sunday show too. Yeah, so do I. I think it has a nice. It's Sunday for one thing, and yeah. you can see everyone's. You know, the everyone can casually listen, and yeah. it's like it's yeah. not in the middle of the work day. You're you know? also much less rude on Sundays. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, you're mellow. <laughs> That's possible. That's because I had. A, I usually have a good meal on Saturday night, you know, and it's a weekend, and so why should I be now? This is like the middle of the week. It's like you know, four thirty in the afternoon. I'm surly. I'm grumpy. I'm grouchy. I mean, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be worse than me, by the way. I can see that coming. But uh, and so you know, it's like a work day. No, you know? no. I'll tell you why it's different. No, I'm going to be when I'm your age, John. I'm going to be very different. And I've already talked this through with my wife. I'm just going to have wall to wall babes around me. Totally just babes, strippers, pole dancers, hookers, lesbians, the whole deal. That's how I'm going out. She approves. Howard Stern. So no, uh, no, no. He he did. He was dumb. He he could have gotten all of that from his wife. But he he went into like, oh no, I got to have this hot model. That's how stupid he left her. That's that's the mistake. Mm. Well, he'll find out. Well, whatever. I don't, you know, I haven't heard him for such a long time ever since he, you know, got Isn't his Isn't it crazy, yeah, how, how he just became, how just non-relevant. He used to be a part of the news cycle, you know, if, if Howard Stern did something outrageous. But A, the stuff he's doing isn't outrageous anymore. And, uh... It, you don't think that that has something to do with the fact that he's got, like, what did they pay him? Like, a hundred million dollars or something? I don't think something? people care about that. It's just that satellite, no, but I don't satellite think that radio is... the quality... 
of the of the no, performance? No, no, I, no, no, no. Because I was listening to him from day one on satellite. I haven't listened in a long time. There's a guy who set up a feed for me because I can't receive the uh, um, the satellite here uh, in uh, in London. No, I mean, the show was just as funny, but it just became less relevant because he wasn't a part of the news cycle as he often was. He, he ran for mayor of New York City. I mean, these were the great days of the great stunts, you know. And if he would, he's, yeah, he's too old and jaded. Yeah, that has something to do with the money. Otherwise, he might actually join in and get on this, you know, the world is crazy bandwagon. Now, it's just satellite radio is just, it, it took him out of the news cycle. It's, that's why we're not important. We're, yeah, I know, but we have our, at least we have our minions. Of well, people it's a who start. Actually, I don't like the word minions, if you don't mind. Um, uh, it's not a good word. I don't like the word army. I don't like the word minions. Um, we need a new word. Listeners. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're not just listeners because they participate. They're producers. They're Most, our producers. Uh, they're not. Well, I guess you could say that. They are, in a way, our producers. And like good producers, they need to finance the project. Most producers do that. You're right. Yep. Okay, so we'll just call them the producers. The uh, and they actually do. They produce. I mean, yeah. Besides our show, yeah. All right, producers is fine. I okay. won't use minions. Also, just call them consumers. I mean, <laughs> just be honest about yeah, it. Consumers, yeah, but yeah, so that's, that's, what, that's what the president and, the, and all of our government calls them. I think they're producers. You are our producers. Okay, we can go. I can live with that. And they probably are. I would think we crowdsource. I mean, everything's changed. I mean, I use crowdsourcing a lot now. I and I don't, I don't like that either. It's it's no. it's not. You know, it's like it's like a production meeting. That's what it is. What crowdsourcing? Yeah, for me. Oh man, I tried out the uh, the request twap. That's my Twitter application. The request twap today with real data. So I was still entering it, but I just said, hey, give me some requests. And people were tweeting me requests like Skinny Puppy and shit. shit. Like I never would have come up with it. Like, I'm going to play Skinny Puppy. And uh, I think I hit 11 out of 12 automatically from tweet all the way through to being played with, uh, with the request uh, played in front of it. Shit's going to be awesome. It's amazing. So where are you finding all this stuff? Where's the, what's the program looking for? The, uh, Are you going to to Russia? Uh, I have a list of a number of sources that it goes out and it, you know, search engines and st- nothing with peer-to-peer, which is where I'm sure I'd get a 100% hit rate. So this is really just, you know, looking at some Google stuff and some queries. And there's a couple other really good search engines that uh, that can help you find stuff. And so it just goes through it and, you know, it looks for a hit. And then it gets a hit and it downloads it and it tags the request on the front, the the, the red request, and it uploads it and plays it. Hmm. So I'm one of a friend of mine who comes on the uh, the Cranky Geek show. Uh, oh, that's what it is. You know, I was supposed to be doing. I didn't do cranky geeks today. Oh, you this didn't get is my your, cranky you day. You didn't get your crank out. Oh, okay, so. that's what it, it's yeah. got to be. That's what oh. it's got to be. Because we did a, 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 an evergreen show. I know it's another word you don't like. No, I don't like it. Just whip your crank out on me. I can just handle like it. A, just, you're <laughs> talking about. Okay, so uh, he has a, apparently the Googlers. They have a lot of very interesting little tricks. That uh, I'll pass a few of them on to you that are uh, can let you find stuff that uh, you're like what you're looking for there. Yeah, the first one is forum colon. 
That's a no, very, that's not. That's a very, yeah. if you want to find something, always add the word forum, colon. What is that? What do you, what does it get you to find? Uh, because, it, well, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that's being posted in forums. So if you normally on search results, you're looking for a web page, but if you're looking for something very specific, minute or MP3 or ish, then uh, you just add forum colon and then you do your search request. That'll, that is one way that I try for sure. Mm. I'll try that sometime. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, I don't really listen to much stuff. I mean, I do that interlude thing. It's the only, you know, oh, kind of. Dude, that interlude thing, you shouldn't talk about it like that. That is a highlight. If you haven't heard it, uh, right now it's playing uh, 9 p.m. every night. Uh, that's uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, it's the baked edition, the inter, uh, interludes three, the baked <laughs> I edition. I thought you'd get a kick oh, out of that. Are you kidding me? But but it was great, and you did your surfer, uh, surfer Joe, surfer, surfer Joe. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. And you know what, Dvorak, I got to tell you, man, you you know how to whip it up. I mean, that that show has a flow to it, and then all of a sudden it's like a frenzy, and then we're like some fucking German shit that's just tripping me <laughs> out. And then you, you know, it's like, whoa, what's happening? And it was rocking the whole the show rocked out. Big time. Great show. Pace and flow. Pace and flow. Yeah. No, no, beautiful mix of it. I mean, that's an art form that is gone. It is absolutely gone. And I'd love to have more people just show up on our stream and play some kick-ass music, you know, just from time to time. Just send me a, a link to an MP3 file. If it's not shit, I'll put it on. If, if, if the music is kind of in line with what we're playing, you're good to go. So anyway, I've decided what I, or what I want to do, ideally. And I think I can do it. These shows are about two hours long, and they're solid music, they're, except for the when I come in and, and do some back announcing. And by the way, you know, it's, it's not much different than, than programming. If you like this kind of programming, it's not that much different than doing like a mixtape for somebody. You know? Exactly. Here's yeah. my mixtape. The thing <laughs> is, though, with a mixtape, uh, you've got like <laughs> there's there's usually, usually love involved with a mixtape. Well, there's usually some some affection involved necessarily, but. It's harder to do a mixtape because you have an hour solid and you're not in there announcing. But when you're doing this kind of programming where you can have a pace and flow and then all of a sudden you realize you're not following this song with anything because there's nothing that's going to follow it unless right. you're going to just change direction. you got to say so, something. So you come in and you yeah, yeah, and this is this and that and the other thing. And then you can restart another series. And so you can do – you only really have to do – you know, I could do eight in a row – that have a flow to them, but you know, generally through four or five. I mean, you don't need to do more than that. But what I've decided, I think I'm going to do ten of these as a, as the goal, and and all ten of them, there will be not one song repeated, right? In twenty hours. Oh yeah, and then and then you know, I, already I'm I'm mixing them up because I've got three episodes because no one's ever heard all of them all the way through. And I've even listened to this last one I listened to twice. I still liked it again the second time. Yeah, no, I find that the uh, I it takes me a while what I'm doing is I'm actually I have I in fact I've got the next one done except for the announcing. Mm-hmm. And what but what I like to do is I have them up and then when I'm kind of bored, you know, I maybe I have to do some work and I don't want to, which is well, about 90% of my day. Uh I bring up the playlist and and I pop through them one after the other to see, you know, check the pace and flow. And then, you know, and then I tweak. I say, you know, this song is not any good. You know, pull the song out and drop another one in that kind of fits better. It takes about, you know, I think it takes about a week, really, or at least three or four days of doing that before you have the thing solid. 
and uh, which is why it was why it is good. I mean, I listened to it myself. I made a couple of uh, you know, I listened to it in the car. It sounds pretty nice. And this is exactly what uh, the armory donations are all about because um, it's real work involved. Dvorak.org slash NA. And, you know, the other thing that you, when you mentioned the fact and, you know, I used to listen to all these DJs, too, and they were always really amazing because you'd have a, you know, they'd keep you listening. And the idea when you do one of these one of these shows is to rivet the person to the to the to the stream to the yep. point where they actually want to leave. Are, you want to see what's next, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if you've heard it before. In fact, I was listening to the stream the other day and there's one of the songs on there. I guess I never listened to the end of it or something. I'm not absolutely sure why, but I'm listening. I said, this isn't mine. And then, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I it was that. in your own show? Yeah. Oh, that's phenomenal. You know, there, there's a movie out, which was on, um, I think Sky Movie Preview was showing it last night. And uh, it's called, it's, what is it, the, the Boat That Rocked the Airwaves or something like this. It's about, a, it's a recreation of the 60s North Sea pirate radio ships. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and uh, what's his name? Hoffman. Uh, what's the actor's name? Yeah, Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman. Seymour. Philip. Yeah, he's in it. Man, this looks so good. And it's so recognizable because when I was doing my pirate radio shit, it's exactly what it is. You created an atmosphere with all the other guys who were, you know, and gals. And the whole idea was it sounds like we're a whole bunch of kooks. We're all sitting there, half of them smoking dope, the other half is blowing each other, and we're playing kick ass music. And that was the beauty. That was the romance that, of course, Clear Channel took away from us. Because even at. Even at stations in, in larger markets, you know, you, you always talk about the night guy, the morning guy, and, you know, funny stuff. And it was like a club, and you wanted to be a part of it, and you wanted to be there. And that's what I'd like the No Agenda stream to become, only it's a little more virtual. Yeah, and it's actually kind of interesting in a lot of different ways. I listen to it all the time, and it's like, oh. And then you come on with your can thing. You're not there. And uh, it's just sound, it's great. And then you have the voice comes on, and today's news, we got this crazy voice. And it's like, uh, it's just hilarious. I mean, it's the funniest thing. And then sometimes the news has like the same story twice in a row. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. And that's, that's the beauty <laughs> of it, though. Or shit gets cut off, you know, and, and the scripts are breaking. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens while I'm gone. Uh, and if it all keeps the music will continue. I'm not quite sure what'll break, but something will. Something will break. Yeah. And uh, Sunday, uh, I, I'd like to just try and plan on, you know, on doing a show Sunday as usual. Okay. And I'll just do it from there. Uh, we rented a place that has uh, broadband, so they tell me. Mm, we'll see. Yeah, and you'll be up there throughout the weekend? Yep. Okay. I'll be here on Easter Sunday. Good. Hey, John, do me a favor. Say hello to that lovely wife of yours. I will when she returns. And take her out to dinner, okay? We're having a feast here tonight, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but she needs some attention, Johnny boy. Yeah, well, I'll take her to dinner. Watch out, you know. Some uh, dashing blonde guy might come along and take her away from you. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Coming to you from the Crackpot Command Center, located in its covert location in the southwest quadrant of Gitmo Nation East. I'm Adam Curry. And uh, he's the dashing blonde, by the way. I'm John C. Dvorak, the less-than-dashing blonde here in the Pacific Northwest Gitmo Nation, Bill Gatesville. And we'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda.